Previously on ImpTab Avatar, we picked up with the Knowledge Seekers right in the middle of a big old battle with Roken Marudo and a bunch of his cronies out there in the middle of the swamp. After much fighting and people getting very, very close to getting taken out of the combat or losing their balance or goodness knows what might have happened, Amar managed to blast a big hole in the platform, after which everybody else tag-teamed to get him down, hanging from beneath the platform. He dropped himself to the ground and he used that as leverage to get Camellia, his girlfriend, to call off the combat and to just talk like normal people. And as you did... Roken revealed that Taya had hired him and was like, hey, we're going to team up with this Amar guy and he's going to take the fall for everything. Problem is, Amar knows that Lord Sozin gave him a job to team up with these other people. Roken's testimony is in conflict with Amar's own memory. How can this be? We'll have to find out, but we'll have to do that after our heroes go to the Banyan Grove tree because they have to find Washa, Camellia's friend, and Vinny, Roken's younger brother, who went out to gather some food and just disappeared and haven't come back yet. What's going to happen as our heroes go into this force to find them? We're going to find out after we take a little break, but either way, we're going to do it here in the world of <laughs> Avatar Legends. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar 10,000 Things, the Avatar Legends actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Caleb Anderton, confused as a character, confused as a player. McKenna Steele, minty, fresh. And Christian Randall, tea teetotaler. <laughs> it is finally getting cool outside. I can start drinking tea again and not have to worry about getting overheated in this blasphemous summer we've had so far. <laughs> it's been a hot one. Yeah, we actually right before this spent maybe like a good 15 minutes looking at tea sets on Etsy. <laughs> There's so many good ones out there. And you know, maybe someday when I have 180 bucks that I feel like I don't need to spend on anything else. <laughs> maybe someday when my kids are old enough so that I know they're not going to break it the minute that I order it. Mm -hmm. that, that's a good point. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I haven't tried to get myself a 3D printer yet because Strahd would, there's nowhere I could put it in my apartment that he wouldn't just wreck it. It would need to be like secured in a closet with five padlocks on it. <laughs> he do be getting all up in everything, but I love him. So it's okay, I guess. But we have a story to continue telling. Like I said, you guys are currently on your way back to the Swamp Bender Village to rest up and recuperate a little bit before you head off towards the banyan grove tree because some of you really need to rest up and recuperate a little bit yeah <laughs> and as we prepare ourselves to go back into the foggy swamp for potentially another round of visions i'm going to take this opportunity to remind you guys of the modifier questions for receiving a vision so that if you feel like it maybe you can try and prepare yourselves a little bit those questions are are you accompanied by a member of the foggy swamp tribe if yes take plus one have you accepted guidance and comfort from another player since the last time you marked growth? If yes, take plus one. Have you experienced a vision in the foggy swamp before? If no, take minus one. Are you at your center? If no, take minus one. So those are some things to keep in mind as you're preparing yourselves to receive your next batch of visions. We also advanced last session. That is true. So let's go around and figure out what everybody chose. I actually took something from McKenna's playbook. I, <laughs> I took Can't Knock Me Down from The Idealist. Ooh, and what does this one do? When you are engaged in combat with superior opposition, 
and openly refuse to back down or flee, roll with harmony for the rest of the battle whenever you defend and maneuver. Nice. You cannot choose to escape the scene by using seize position for the rest of the fight. So, if I have done my math right, I can now roll with harmony, my plus three stat, not every time, but most times when I defend a maneuver, advance an attack, and evade and observe. That is correct. Wow. <laughs> that is how you min-max a character, everybody. Christian, I need you to just, like, look at all my stuff and help me do some min-maxing, man. You guys are min-maxing in your own ways, emotionally. I, yeah. Numbers I can't min-max to save my life. Well, which uh, advancement have you chosen? Um, I chose to take a move from my own playbook. Thank you very much. <laughs> and it is called the strength of your heart. When you seize a position, foes must mark two fatigue to block your movement. Ooh. Keep you agile. Keep mm-hmm. you mobile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very slippery, sweaty boy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Caleb, what did you choose? I'm going to take uh, some advice from Christian, and I'm also going to unlock my moment of balance. Ooh, yes. One. Yeah, let me go ahead and read that for us, because I think it's really cool. You were taught to control yourself, and that to give yourself to connect is to lose control. But now you see that connection isn't weakness, it is a choice, a true way of controlling yourself. You seize that now, choosing to embrace connection to others, and spring yourself to impossible heights. Tell the GM how you save those you care about from an outrageously dangerous threat or problem. That's pretty cool. So basically at any point in the story where your friends are in really bad danger, you can just use that moment of balance and tell me how you save them. I'm very excited to see how that plays out. Me too. So there we are. We are all advanced and ready to go. So now let's uh, take a moment to relax a little bit and uh, unwind. You guys are sailing back into the village on the swamp skiffs and you can already smell, you know, there were a couple people that they left behind preparing a nice big feast for you all when you get back. You can already smell the possum butter just wafting through the air. (laughs) And uh, yeah, everybody's getting excited for this big old feast they've got ahead of them. As we are headed back towards the swamp, I am, uh, Jetsun is, is, you know, furrowed brow, lagging behind a bit. That was a really tough fight for him. He's not feeling great about things. He's afraid, he's insecure, he's feeling guilty. I would like, if possible, to lag behind further and further, and I would like to eventually stop and turn around and look towards that big banyan tree. And then I'd like to start moving in that direction. Can I see if I notice that? I'm not going to let you have it. Roll to assess a situation. All right, we hand me the dice cushion. Oh, yeah. Just out of spite as your wife. <laughs> I haven't been charging my dice to make sure they roll ones. Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> Charge maybe... your dice on ones. Yeah, we've already disproved that charging your dice on sixes is a total myth and you shouldn't do it. You should still buy the merch that someday we will have available that says charge your dice. But now we're going to prove whether it works if you charge them on ones. We shall see. I rolled a seven. All right. Amar doesn't notice. He is getting some of that swamp bender comfort food. He's very <laughs> excited. I will ask Christian, how sneaky is Jetsun B? He does not want to be noticed. He is specifically trying to do this in a manner where people won't notice. You know, hopefully they're wrapped up with keeping an eye on the prisoners. Okay. With that narrative intent in mind, what I will say for this partial success is... Zaya, you noticed that Jetsun was lagging behind, but like right as you were about to kind of turn around and approach him, Fred and Jeff were like, hey, we're getting close. Can you smell that beautiful flying boar bacon? And you got distracted. And when you turn back around, you cannot see Jetsun anymore. Um, I would like to clear a 
afraid as I am running from a difficult situation that is about to occur. I'm assuming there's going to be a difficult conversation to be had with my group, so I am running from that. Mm. I would also, if possible, like to clear insecure as I am taking a foolhardy action without talking to my companions. Man, second time in a row. Insecure is just one to clear that way, I think. <laughs> yeah, so you clear both of those conditions, and uh, Zaya, you turn around, and there's just like an outline blinking in the air where Jetsune was. <laughs> Amar, did you see where Jetsun went? Huh? Amar turns with a mouthful of flying boar bacon smothered in possum butter. Get your face out of your food. Did you see where he went? What What are you talking about? He was right behind us. Okay, he was right behind us, and now he's not right behind us. He was lagging behind, and I turn away for a second, and he's gone. Uh-oh. He's going to miss the flying boar bacon. Just kidding. We should go for it. Okay. It's not about the food. I know. Let's go. <laughs> I like to imagine just a look of... The look that was on your actual face? Yes. (laughs) All right. You guys go ahead and after Jetsune. With the Assessor situation, we'll actually give you one of these questions that you can ask as well. What here can I use to blank? Who or what is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my best way in, out, or through? Who or what is in the greatest danger? What should I be on the lookout for? As if, like, did he leave any trail behind? Any scent of old man? <laughs> you know, to track. Yeah, you you can definitely see there's a lot of evidence of people moving through the swamp coming from the direction that Roken's hut was in. But you are able to pick up a separate set of tracks, just like evidences of, hey, a leaf moved here, a bit of moss kind of scraped off of a log, moving in a slightly different angle from the rest of everybody else. I mean, I don't know who else it would be. Yeah, that's our guy. Let's go. Let's catch him. He's. Did you see how rough he was looking? He's had a rough time. Yeah, he's not doing too good. Yeah, this is not the time to be alone. Now, Jitsun, as we will recall, you had taken a lot of conditions and your balance was way off center, but you weren't super fatigued. Mm-hmm. Uh, how quickly is Jetsune moving? He's not moving too quickly, and eventually, as you do fall that, you see specifically and relatively clearly a line in the dirt and in the mud and in the muck next to the footprints. As Jetsun is walking his staff, he's not using it to walk. It's kind of dragging next to him, creating this almost trough in the ground, filling with water behind him as he's mostly looking down at his feet, occasionally glancing up to make sure he's headed in that direction, but he's not moving very quickly. He is trudging. Yeah, with that in mind, you guys would eventually catch up with him, you know, after you've been traveling for, we'll say maybe five or ten minutes through the swamp. Jetsun, what in the world are you doing? What? Oh, hello. I, that is a very good question, Zaya. Uh, one I am not entirely sure I have an adequate answer to at this time. I'm not sure what I am doing. You, you are both so amazing, full of life and promise, and you did so well back there. I, I felt like I was holding everyone back, and I just, I want you both to know that I am very proud to call you my friends. I mean, I I, th- I think you did great, but maybe let's try and communicate before we start just jumping into things head on. Do you think we can agree on that? As always, you are a font of wisdom. <laughs> yes, we should be communicating with each other. <sighs> um, maybe we, maybe we do head back. I I I don't know what I was thinking. I I think I just needed a moment to get my head on straight. I'm... Where, where were you trying to go? I turn my head and I look back towards the big, big tree in the middle of the forest. I felt almost drawn towards it. It 
there is an energy in this in this swamp. Our friend mentioned it, that the energies flow through here, and I felt them moving, I, I think. Pulling. I just... I didn't feel as if I should be around people of your caliber. <laughs> I needed a moment to get myself back up to snuff. Okay, I'm going to roll my eyes really hard <laughs> and link my arm with yours and start walking us all back to the village. May I attempt to guide and comfort my companions after that fight? No, stop. Let me guide and comfort you. I'm going to punch you. I'm going to punch you so hard. Guide and comfort. Guide and comfort. I'll punch you. Here's one thing real quick that happens. As you turn around and start heading back in that direction, you hear a twig snapping kind of off in the direction you've been coming from. Uh-oh. Ned? Yes? This feels very druid of me, but as I have become familiar with using the vines in the swamp, am I able to sense through the vines where this person might be? Roll to rely on your skills and training. Okay. Sire, do it for the vine. Do it for the vine. Do it for That's exactly what was going through my head. I quit. I quit. That was perfect. I can't do any better than that. Uh, nine. All right. Partial success. So you reach out, and here's this interesting thing that happens. Like, after you had that initial bit of training, and especially after you had that big mishap earlier before the fight with trying to do the plant bending, you've been thinking back to what Kiyumi said about how a plant's another living thing. You have to try and connect your soul with the plants. You start reaching out in that way, and you can feel a sense of how connected all of these plants are. All of these lines of spiritual energy going back up to the center of the banyan grove tree. And you start reaching out in that direction and you can find where that twig snapped. And you can sense a figure huddling near that area. A fairly small figure. I'm gonna go over there. And as you start approaching, you hear from behind some of the shrubbery... <laughs> Like an obviously human voice trying to make bird calls. <laughs> oh my, what kind of bird is that? Kiyumi, get out here. And the vines part and Kiyumi steps out with her head kind of hung down. And she says, I just, uh, I noticed you were heading in the direction of the Banyan Grove tree. And I just, uh, I thought, you know, Mama Millie and Rui Pan, they're, they're going to be kind of busy with, with the feast and all that. I was thinking, you know, maybe I could help you guys out. Would you? Would you guide us there? I feel as if we've been going through a lot ever since we all actually met. It's been a very busy time, and we took a moment to rest back at the library, but I don't know if it was enough. Um, there's a healing energy and spirit here I would really like to see if we can connect to to get ourselves back on track. Well, I mean, I am going to be the shaman of this place, so I think it's time I start working on my spiritual training, right? I think that's a wonderful idea. All right. Then my first decree as a spiritual leader, you guys need to talk about some stuff before we go to the tree. <laughs> so I'm going to go right over here, and uh, I'm going to ignore you guys for a little bit. You work out your stuff, and I'll be ready to go when you are, okay? Would you maybe do us a favor? I don't know if we're going to end up needing a night of just resting a little bit, and I don't know if it's entirely safe to sleep out just in the open. Would you maybe just build a little igloo-looking thing of vines? And she stamps down on a log, and a bunch of the vines behind her just pop up into place, and it's like, there you go. 
You are so impressive. That was really cool. Yeah, I'm going to sit in here so I don't eavesdrop on you folks in your sensitive conversations that I'm sure you're going to have. And she, like, <laughs> eyes jet soon. I have no idea what you're talking about. Man, I suppose it is possible to be old but not wise. I mean, <laughs> you're wise in some ways, but in other ways, in this exact moment, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to get out of here before I say other stuff that is... Bye-bye. Before she she goes, I'd like to put a hand on her shoulder and say, thank you. I'm I'm glad you followed us. And Marmar on your shoulder gives her the little hamster finger guns. And she gives Marmar the finger guns in return and then backs up into the little vine igloo. She is right. Knowledge is not wisdom and I sometimes lack the... Latter. I'd say that walking off alone, as hurt and rough as you are, into the swamp was not a wise move, my friend. Yes, I think you are very right. Like, what we're, what, I, I don't understand what you were thinking to do something like that. Are, are you trying to die on us? Because you should not be trying to die on us. You have years left, Jetsun. Years. Maybe even decades. I mean, don't go too far. <laughs> I mean, Yang Chen lived to be 155 and Kyoshi lived to be 230. Decades. You have decades. <laughs> <laughs> it's all those squats you have me doing. They'll keep me young forever. That's right. I told you, we need to start adding weight. Ooh. Look, I I think I have been living in error in more ways than one. How so? Well, I would like, I would like in this moment to use my moment of balance if possible. What? Oh boy. Would you go ahead and read that out for us? You define yourself as part of a larger group. And in this moment, the group defines itself by you. You rally them, move among them, saying the right things and providing the right guidance so your group works with perfect cohesion and confidence. Tell the GM what you say to each of your companions so that in this moment you overcome an indomitable challenge together. The challenge I would like to overcome is all of our conditions, all of our fatigue, and bring us all back to center. Wow. That is the indomitable challenge. Wow. There you go. Wow. I can't think of anything more indomitable. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is uh, essentially a point of negotiation. The interesting thing with these moments of balance is I feel like the creators intended for them to be more narrative, but if there's one person who's going to bring mechanics into this, it's going to be Christian, and I respect (laughs) the heck out of that. All right, Christian, what does Jetsoon say to each of his companions? I have been acting as a pillar of this group, the foundation, what is holding us all together and up. But that is wrong. That is not who I am. That is not what this group is. And I reach down and I touch the three sort of scroll-shaped clasps on my library poncho uh, uniform. There are three clasps and there are three of us. I, in my years, have gained much knowledge. I don't always use it right, though, and Zaya, you, in your youth, have wisdom, unlike I have seen among many of my peers. And as for action, I don't know anyone who embodies that more than Amar. I am not a pillar of this group. I am a part of it. We are knowledge seekers. We embody that. I am seeing that more clearly every day and every moment. There is a part of me I have been holding back. A part of me I have been denying. Yes, I am sometimes a doddering old fool who <laughs> likes to read my books and live in my library, but I was not always so. And I looked to Amar. I was a warrior. I was a fighter. 
I can no longer deny that part of myself to do so would be foolhardy. I need to be all of myself if we are to succeed in our journey. And I think I can only do that with your aid. Zaya, with your wisdom. Amar, with your constant calls to action. Together, I think there is nothing we can't do. But I need to fill the spot that I am meant to fill. And that is not your pillar. That is the old man. <laughs> the, the elder. And so, with your permission, friends, I'll fall into lockstep with you. And together we will succeed. And then I take my staff and I break it Whoa. across my knee. I'm hoping, Amar, could you maybe help me make a new one? Uh, I, I mean, I'm not very good at, like, wood and stuff. I'm kind of more of a metal guy. I'm sure you can figure something out. You're a genius with these kinds of things. If Lobsang was here, he would ask if you could make one with a snack compartment. <laughs> <laughs> um... Hopefully, that counts as guiding and comforting as well, earning me my last team to master Breath of the Wind. Oh, man. So here's here's an interesting <laughs> thing that I was thinking of. So those of you who haven't picked up on it, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that at this point, Christian is ready to switch his playbook from the Pillar to the Elder. I will be switching from the Pillar to the Elder playbook. Wow. Now, the thing that I am really enjoying about this is when you switch playbooks, you lose the feature of your old playbook to gain the feature of the new one. So you would have lost your squad leader. And if you hadn't gotten all three team points before you switched, you would not have been able to master Breath of Wind. Oh, <laughs> dude. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping the order of operations in that event. Yes. With that one <laughs> final guide and comfort instance, you are going to be able to do that. Okay. Dang. That was amazing. You lucky duck. My moment of balance is used. We are now all back to our center. Our conditions are cleared. Our fatigue is gone. And we are feeling like a real team. That was my last action as the team leader to get us all to feel like a team one last time. And now I am just part of the team. Wow. Indeed. Can, can I just say what you just cleared for me? You cleared troubled. You cleared insecure. You cleared my three fatigue that I had. And I was at plus two towards control. I mean, none of us were doing great after that fight. No. <laughs> I wasn't bad. You were actually, like, pretty okay. <laughs> I was guilty, but that was a continuation from Foggy Swamp Visions. Mm -hmm. And I had to fatigue, and I already wasn't at center. So I really didn't do too bad. <laughs> I'm sitting pretty. But now you're so much better. Now we are a team. Yes. Now, let's also talk about this whole guide and comfort situation, because that is one of the things that will come in very handy for the visions moving forward. So I'll say that you can roll to guide and comfort both of your friends, and Zaya, you can also roll to guide and comfort Jetsune, as you had intended to do. Ha! Sucker! <laughs> I feel guided and comforted by your wisdom. I feel guided and comforted by your wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> so I roll twice, once for each of them? Correct. Okay, first I will roll for Amar. That's a seven. All right, partial success. So, Amar, would you like to embrace or shut down this guiding and comforting? Embrace. All right. You may clear a condition or two fatigue, except you don't have any left. <laughs> but now, Jetsune gets to ask you one question, and you must answer honestly. <laughs> I will put my little bony hand on your shoulder. Amar, I call you friend. I feel that is truer than nearly anyone else I've ever known in my life. Do you think that you will ever be able to call me friend? Amar closes his eyes and inhales deeply, 
and then exhales a lot of weight and a lot of tension. Jetsun, I will tell you this. You have, in a way, already met my papa, Fukuro. And I will tell you that although you and I have found reason for contention and strife between us, you are the closest thing I have ever met to anyone coming anywhere close to comparing with him for me as a pillar, as a sense of comfort and balance. I am proud to call you friend. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the teardrops magnified by the glasses. <laughs> and I will wrap him up in a big old Amar bear hug. Oh, my back. And once again, you hear all of his vertebrae from his tailbone to his skull pop one by one. I could use that. <laughs> Sounds great. Now we've got Zaya to roll for. I will roll for Zaya. That's a 12. Ooh, boy. Wow. So, Zaya, do you want to accept or shut him down? Don't do it just out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> no, I already did it once. It wasn't out of spite, though. Um, no, I will accept your guiding comfort. All right. So, you also don't have to clear anything. But Jetsun may ask you one question that you must answer honestly. And he can also shift your balance if he wants to. I don't know why I just want to pick a fight with you tonight. <laughs> um, after Amar sets him down, he kind of turns over to Zaya. Zaya, we are a team. We are the knowledge seekers of, of the library of Wan Shitong. And as your peer, as your team member, I'm worried. What has had you so out of sorts since we arrived in the swamp? McKenna's face right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> with, with what Jetsun had said so far and kind of with Kimi's lightheartedness that she constantly brings, I had kind of forgotten a little bit of what had been going on um, and so kind of had felt a little bit more light. But as you ask that, you notice she kind of sinks down a little bit. I don't know if I ever told you this story, actually. Um, when I came to the library in order to kind of make my plea <laughs> with Wan Tong, I told him about this, but I don't think I told you. Uh, I, I had a brother. Um, his name is Mar, and we used to go and play and look for all types of creatures and I was still relatively new to my bending and it was not great at it and one day we were out and he fell into the water and into the ice and I, my bending wouldn't work it wouldn't do what I wanted it to do it wouldn't listen until it was too late my parents weren't the same our family dynamic wasn't the same. And I have done my hardest to bury that memory. And I relived it in the swamp the same way it happened last time. And I have pushed it down for so long that I just wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready to see his face again and to watch him in pain like that again. And I'm sorry I didn't tell you. Jetsun steps forward again and puts his bony, gnarled hand on her shoulder. I am so sorry. It is somehow harder, always, when someone younger than you, you never expect them to be the first ones to go. All I can say, as someone who has spent more time than you've been alive, 
trying to forget about something in my past. It may be hard, but you can't forget. And for what it's worth, know that we are here for you. And I put my other hand on Amar's shoulder, and I pull them both into a kind of group hug situation. He's right. It's easy to feel alone, but know that you are not. Thank you. I feel a little bit better talking about it. Thank you for waiting for me to get there so I could. And Zaya, had you rolled to Guide and Comfort Jetsoon? Yes, it was a seven. Jetsoon, do you accept? Absolutely. All right, now McKenna, you get to ask Jetsoon any question that he has to answer honestly. Oh no, she's going to try and revenge it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I started crying, so I'm not feeling as spiteful. My emotions leaked out of my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Not crying, just water bending through your eyes. Just water bending through my eyes. Don't worry about it. (laughs) What do I want to ask you? Um, As I am sitting there... Kind of slowly sobbing. I'll look up. You were always very good at being there for other people. And I hope moving forward, you will allow us to be there for you. Kind of like you talked about with us being as a team. And I guess, do you promise you won't just go off on your own and try and do things? And just promise that you'll just stay here with us and let us know. Like you said, we are a team. Do you promise to communicate? It's a question. It is a question. You have to answer honestly. (laughs) I promise I will never take a foolhardy action without talking with my companions first ever again. Okay, okay. So... The elder doesn't have the same conditions that everybody else does. So I don't so have Jetson to do that anymore. Can't feel uh, insecure oh. anymore. <laughs> so I don't have I, I never have to do that again. Christian oh James. my gosh, that is amazing. Yes. <laughs> I can make that promise honestly. I will never take a foolhardy action without speaking with you guys again. There's no reason to anymore. That is that is mechanics supporting the fiction and the story. That it is. I love it. Sorry, the it's not even a good joke. It's just funny to me. You're just the worst. <laughs> Are you happy with yourself? Yeah, I'm good. pretty. I, I'm pretty satisfied. Good. Actually, good. I'm happy for you. Look at that. You've all been guided and comforted. What a happy family. <laughs> Hold on. Let me go get tissue. <laughs> Sorry, that was just. It was funny to me. It was beautiful. I thought it was great. I mean, it's it's funny to me in a very meta sort of way. That's what you checked your sheet for. That's why I was checking my sheet. I was like, okay, I don't need to do that anymore. That's not one of my You're things. immune to the insecure condition. Yeah, I just can have other things now. Anyway. Yes, I promise. I tried so hard to not say it spitefully. Um, thank you. Can we all agree that she's probably 100% eavesdropping on this entire oh, thing? Oh, she's absolutely listening. No okay. question at all. Do you guys feel like we need a rest? Or y'all want to just head straight in there? I'm feeling pretty invigorated, actually, after that conversation. I feel better than I have in a long time. Kiyumi? And you hear some rustling from inside that little igloo, and a kind of timid voice says, Yeah, I'm sorry, I only built it like three meters away. <laughs> um... <laughs> To be fair, we watched you build it, so... I know! As she turns the corner towards you, you see her wiping at her cheeks with the back of her hand. No. And she says, um, oh, I'm supposed to be a spiritual leader, so I guess 
I, I should probably say something inspiring. I only remember one thing about my parents. Um, they left the swamp a long time ago, and I've been raised by Mama Millie and Rui Pan ever since then. They've been like parents to me. And I don't know why my parents left. They're out there somewhere beyond the swamp. The only thing that I remember from when I was young, I can't remember how old I was, but I remember my mother once saying to me that I shouldn't be afraid of tears because they're proof that you care. Christian, as a person, needs to take that dark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm picking on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Kumi steps forward kind of tentatively and then just rushes in and throws her arms around all three of you. <gasps> a Aww. bigger group hug. It's better. I love her. Does she need to be guided and comforted? How is she doing fatigue? Yeah, she was conditions. in that fight. Yeah, she had taken three fatigue during that fight. Um, I know we've talked about it before. Using refresh outside of battle? Yeah. Yeah, so if you want to use refresh outside of battle, then you can just roll to align your skills and training. Okay. Seven. All right, partial success. So, yeah, what does it look like as you attempt to refresh young Kiyomi? As she goes in and gives us a hug, I'm going to kind of wrap an extra little blanket of water around her warm water. Like, you know, like you're getting like a nice hug by water. Um, and just kind of help her feel secure um, and comforted by that as it does its healing, if you will. Yeah, so... As you wrap this blanket around her shoulders, you're able to use the water there to soothe away the aches in her heart and in her mind. And there's going to be a minor unexpected consequence with that. We'll get to that in a moment. What do you mean? But for what do you now, mean? what do you mean? Well, for now, we're going, it's a tender moment. It's a lovely moment between all of these people here. As you're getting ready, Kiyumi looks up at all of you and says, Well, shall we go to the tree? Kiyumi, before we go, I have a question. What's that? We've got some pretty important stuff that we're doing right now. We uh, we are on a mission from Wan Chitong of the library. But perhaps when all that is over, do you need some help finding your parents? She looks down at her feet, kind of grinds the balls of her toes down into the muck for a little moment. And she says, well, I, I need to talk to Rui Pan and Mama Millie. I mean, I, I have a duty to be the shaman of this place. But, I mean, we can... It would be really cool. It, it'd, be, it'd be super awesome if we could make that happen. Okay. Side quest unlocked. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so you guys begin heading off in the direction of the Banyan Grove tree. There's a couple, you know, twigs that snap as you move along out of the way. And then eventually things get quiet as you leave this clearing, heading off towards the tree. And after you've been gone for a moment, another twig snaps followed by another one and another one slowly moving off after you as something sensed that intense spiritual energy as you used your healing on Kiyumi. What did I do? And that's where we're going to pick up next week for <laughs> the last episode before what? Halloween. Spooky times. Oh, what no. <laughs> what did I do? 
What did you do? You didn't do anything bad other than rolling a partial success. I'm just, listen, listen, listen. This is our last episode before Halloween, and this is my last chance to make things spooky in the swamp before we disappear. Spooky, <laughs> So I'm, th- I'm just throwing a little bit of a narrative twist at you guys. Don't I you worry it. a single so bit, man. Spooky time. I'm stoked. Mm-hmm. Ooh, emotions. Wow. I was not expecting to cry tonight. Neither was I. <laughs> Did you cry? Uh, in my own internal Ned way. Oh, yay. <laughs> I get that. I mean, like, not like yay, but yay, you know? Yeah, but you know what? Don't be afraid of them tears, just like Yumi said. My tea is very cold. My tea is also very cold. <laughs> you need an Iro to warm that up for you. Just make sure Jet doesn't see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good thing Jet's dead. Well, it was ambiguous. It was very <laughs> unclear. It wasn't really clear, yeah. In any case, everybody, thanks so much for listening to ImpTab Avatar. We'll be back next time with more spooky adventures in the world of Avatar Legends. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as Marmar was that he got another cameo in the show finally. If you go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to connect with us, you know, maybe you'd like to talk to me about my spooky plans that I've got coming up. Then don't be afraid to reach out. Now we're going to talk about our next round of Sticker Club patrons. Yeah. First person we're shouting out is our newest Sticker Club member, Mason Badman. Hi, Mason. Hey, hey. Welcome to the club. We're glad to have you here. In fact, Mason was also stealthily watching this whole guide and comfort situation from far (laughs) away. And even though he's set up much further away than three meters, he still felt so much guidance and comfort that all of his fatigue and conditions were removed as well. Just by observing. Wow. Wow. That's some powerful guiding and comforting. Next patron is Michael Sear, the founding patron. There you are. Hello, Mikey. Mikey was the one who was, in fact, leading all of the cooking efforts for the feast after everybody got back. And let me tell you, there's pancakes, there's bacon, there's eggs. Breakfast foods are good no matter what time of day. I don't care what you say. Agreed. Yeah, Christian. <laughs> and then the final person that we're shouting out today is Elena Giorgieva, the person who gave us Kiyumi and Ellie, we will be forever thankful to you for giving us this wonderful character. She has done so many beautiful things for this story and touches our hearts all the time. She's precious. We gotta find her parents. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I actually talked with Ellie about Kiyumi's parent situation and she left it ambiguous. So we just barely define right here and right now uh, what actually happened with Kiyumi's parents. So Ellie, there you go. You get to work with that now. (laughs) But yeah, that's going to do it for this week's round of Sticker Club patrons. Thank you all. We love you so much. We'll have more Sticker Club patrons to shout out next week. But now let's do a round of plugs and I'll handle that this week. As always, we've got our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball, which is a D&D 5e actual play going to the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. Yeah. And right now, we have a phenomenal guest character, Josh Lorimer from Sneak Attack and the Titans of Altera. He is amazing. He's a wonderful human being. Thomas and I are going to hopefully play Gloomhaven with him later on because turns out he's not just an awesome guest. He's just an awesome guy to hang out with. And his character brought so much to that story. It's wonderful. Some of the funniest episodes we've ever recorded and some of the deepest ones as well. So go check out iCast Fireball. We also have a big, long backlog of Fate Accelerated campaigns. We got 15 of them. 
And we have one that is all about Halloween. It's called Halloween PD. Everybody plays as a spooky monster high schooler. And that one's pretty fun. Go check that out if you're in the mood for some spooky season vibes. And we also have our Patreon that we've been talking about a few times. Uh, we, have you heard about this Patreon thing that we've been doing? <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. I haven't, Ned. Do tell. Well, if you feel like what we're doing is giving some value to your life and you want to give us a little kickback and help to produce more awesome story episodes, we can pay Caleb to edit some of those. Then you can give us a monthly donation of 2 to $10 or more if you're feeling generous, like some of our patrons, surprisingly enough. You can get some awesome benefits like bonus episodes. You get the obligatory talkback. You get the fake character sketches. You get to join our Discord where awesome stuff is going on all the time. So please uh, consider joining our Patreon. We'd be very grateful to you if you do. The last thing I'm going to plug this time around is, uh, well, I've got one podcast and then one YouTuber. Uh, some fun interactions we've had with them lately. First is a podcast called Monster Hour. I think I've actually mentioned them before in the plug section. They started out as a Monster of the Week podcast. Monster of the Week is a Powered by the Apocalypse system, so very similar rules to Avatar Legends, but it's all about that Monster of the Week kind of vibe. So like Supernatural or Doctor Who or Buffy the Vampire Slayer, all that kind of cool or stuff. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, exactly. <laughs> There's a playbook that you can get from Monster of the Week that is just like Shaggy, basically. <laughs> and so they start out with Monster of the Week and now they're playing a game called Absurdia that their GM made specifically for their show. It's also powered by the apocalypse. It's kind of a surreal, spooky thing along the lines of Gravity Falls or the Twilight Zone or Welcome to Night Vale. And they named one of the NPCs after me. What? Yeah. There is, in the world of Absurdia, an elementary school teacher who teaches interdimensional studies in a school that disappeared from the face of their little town named Mr. Wilcock. You can go check that out. I'm really enjoying it. That's so cool, dude. Yeah. The other thing I want to shout out, uh, I briefly mentioned in a couple of our talkback episodes that we released to the general public that there is this YouTube channel called Hello Future Me. It's run by this guy named Tim Hickson out of New Zealand. He has given me a lot of help. He does essays on writing and world building and also just cool video essays about the Avatar verse. He's done some essays about like, if I were to change something about, you know, certain aspects of the Legend of Korra that maybe people don't like very much, what would I do to change those? He's done stuff about like why is Iroh in the spirit world <laughs> he's gone to like the psychology of Azula and what's going on in her crazy mind and recently I was able to help him get some information for one of those video essays uh, he needed some information from the Avatar Legends core book and I was able to help him get some information from that and in response he shouted out our podcast on his Instagram feed very kind. which was very touching because I love his books I love his YouTube videos they've been very inspiring and really helped me with some of the storytelling for this campaign so go check that out Hello Future Me on YouTube he's got two books on writing and world building volume one and volume two They've got great, like, very approachable tips for how to improve your writing. So, yeah, go check those guys out. This has been a long plug section. Holy cow. <laughs> it's all good stuff, man. It is. Well, everybody, thanks so much for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar 10,000 Things. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Caleb Anderton, playing the one and only Amaru Kami. McKenna Steele, playing Zaya. And Christian Randall playing Jetsoon of the Library. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time for a very spooky Halloween episode of ImpTab Avatar.
With your permission, friends, I'll fall into lockstep with you, and together we will succeed. And then I take my staff, and I break it across my knee. Okay, together we will what? (laughs) Together we will what? (laughs) Succeed! (laughs) Okay, good. And then I broke my staff over my knee. Whoa! (laughs) 